Welcome to Dog Talk and Kitties Too. I'm Tracy Hotchner. I wrote the Dog Bible, Everything Your Dog Wants You to Know, as well as the Cat Bible, Everything Your Cat Expects You to Know. This episode features one of three guests who were part of my weekly hour-long NPR show broadcast over the air every Sunday on WLIW-FM 88.3, the only NPR station on Long Island where it has broadcast continuously for over 15 years. This show is about dogs, cats, and other creatures who share the planet with us. Please check out my other Pet Talk podcasts at tracyhotchnerpets.com. This show would not be possible without the longtime support of Waruva, the pet food company founded and privately run by David Foreman, who named it after his rescued kitties, Webster, Rudy, and Vanessa. Waruva is a quirky name for a company with whimsical names for the dozens of different cans and pouches of cat food they make. But what sets them apart is how serious David is about high-quality nutrition. They were the first pet food company to use human edible ingredients and process them in the same facilities that make human food, remaining privately owned and run, accountable only to their own high standards. This show is also made possible with the generous support of Dr. Elsie's, the privately owned litter and cat food company founded by Dr. Bruce Elsie a feline-only veterinarian. He personally created many styles of litter to make sure that even the fussiest cats would not have out-of-litter box problems, the number one reason people abandon their kitties. Dr. Elsie also created his own brand of cat food called Clean Protein, the first dry cat food I can recommend because it's based on the protein found in a cat's natural prey. Dr. Elsie's is also the founding and continuing sponsor of my New York Cat Film Festival of which I am the founder and director along with the annual New York Dog Film Festival, which premiere in New York City every October and then travel the USA and Canada supporting local animal welfare groups. Go to dogfilmfestival.com and catfilmfestival.com to find out when we'll be where. We have a chance to talk to a quite extraordinary dog artist who is really so much more than a dog artist. She's an artist who does commissions of dog portraits, but also has beautiful art that incorporates dogs in various settings, indoor settings, outdoor New York City settings, and I'm sure many before that. Heather LaHaye, it is wonderful that you got in touch with me. I am so full of admiration for the work you're doing. It's unique. It's quite wonderful to meet an artist and see her work, which you can do at heatherlahays.com. And, and not say, oh, it reminds me of, or hey, that's just like, or that's a dog version of fill in the blank. You are unique in your style and technique. And, and that's just a joy to, to, to meet you and to have others be aware of what you're doing. Oh, thank you for such a nice introduction, um, Tracy. That was really meaningful. And I love how you describe my work. Um, I think you nailed it. I hope it's a painting that you like a lot that happens to have a dog in it. Yes. Um, and, you know, I just, they just add so much emotion to the work for me. Even, even ones, I, and it's great on your website, you have them um, categorized as face. Face are the ones uh-huh. which are a big painting that's the dog's face, but with geometrics and different colors and shapes, it's, just very different than anything I've ever seen. And then you have ones that say interiors. So it's these marvelous interiors of beautiful spaces with interesting furniture. And sometimes there's a dog. I mean, there's always a dog, mm-hmm. but the fact is it's not front and center. And then the ones that are New York City 
and cityscapes and the fronts of brownstones and townhouses. There's one that, that it's almost like Where's Waldo? Oh, there's a dog looking out the window. <laughs> it's so great. Yes. And others where the dog is very much the central figure. You're brand new to New York City, though, and I and I admire your courage in pulling up your roots and just nine months ago becoming not only a New York City person, but an artist making a living and, and finding her way and finding an audience in New York. How did that journey take place for you, Heather? Wow, that's a really good question, and it's kind of a long story, but I'll back up a little bit and say that I've always been fascinated with New York City. Um, ever since I was a young girl, I've always wanted to live here, and I know it's probably a lot of artists' dream to right. want to live in New York City, including my own, um, just because uh, the city is a wonderful influence and inspiration. Um, I also love the urban landscape. The mm-hmm. textures, the colors, um, the concrete, the grass, all these different materials right next to each other. Um, the history of it is beautiful. So all that is, you know, influenced in my work. And it has always been, even before I lived here. So um, I kind of brought that along with me. But um, I lived in South Carolina for, for 42 years. I, I majored in painting, or actually art studio at the University of South Carolina, and I actually moved up here and took some classes at Pratt Institute. After oh, I'll be darned. I graduated, yes. <laughs> so I did live here um, for about a year and a half. And I ended up moving back to South Carolina. Um, you know, life life kind of went on. I yes. got married. I had a son. And, you know, many years later, I find myself back in New York City still always had wanted to live here, went through some difficult changes in my life. Um, that aside, my son lives in Atlanta. He's doing great. And um, it was just a good time for me to say, hey, why am I still here? Why not just, you know, get some courage and, you know, muster up some bravery and <laughs> head to New York City. So well, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> I take my hat off to you because you your work at the moment, what I've seen on your website it looks as though you've always been a city lady, and you look mm-hmm. so cool and so hip and so, like, you know, East Village. I'm like, wow, this lady's so cool. Where did she get those white boots? And the whole, the whole. I mean, just the way you set up your photos are, are just so incredibly modern and fresh and zippy. I will say that I don't know how big all of your work is, but people with big walls, it just, they look like like artwork that belongs on a big wall. And they do celebrate the city and they celebrate dogs in a, a very chic way, not in any kind of a schmaltzy or predictable way. I imagine that people being egocentric the way they are about their animals don't just want to buy one of your paintings, or maybe they do, and then they say, but now could you do another with my dog in it? How, how You've only been there nine months. How have you drummed up business? Well, you're exactly right. That's what has inevitably happened. When I, when I started painting dogs, um, the first dog I ever painted, you might have read on my website, is uh, obviously Snoopy. I was yes. obsessed with Snoopy yes. as a child. Uh, in fact, I have a letter from Charles Schultz. Nice. So, um, yeah, but... Anyway, I started painting dogs. Um, I feel like they, you know, dogs sort of take the edge off the room, whether they're in the room or in the painting. So I started including them in my work. And, you know, inevitably people started saying, hey, wait, can you paint my dog? And I really 
hadn't thought much about it, but I did start doing it. So I've been doing that for like 25 years, painting people's dogs. So, you know, as I'm new to New York City, I haven't, I'm still, I still have commissions, but they're not coming from the city yet. I may have one or two that have come from the city. So that's why I decided to do a pop-up here um, for three days in the East Village. um, And because it's really close to Tompkins Square Dog Park. Um, and I thought it'd be a good way to introduce my work to the city and get to know some of the people and, um, just put it out there. I think it's a great idea. It's called Dog Borough, as in Mm -hmm. the borough of Manhattan. And it's December 15, 16, and 17, all day long from Mm -hmm. 11 in the morning till 8. But each of those three evenings, you're giving dog and people treats between 5 and 8 p.m., which is very smart because people like to have (laughs) treats, especially for their dogs. Um, Is Dogboro your own space or is it a gallery that you rent? It is actually not a gallery. It's it's like a little storefront that is for rent. Oh, so um, basically, I'll be in it myself um, for three days. Wow. Uh, but, you know, that was sort of bold of me as well. Yeah. But I decided, you know, I wanted to just sort of put my work out there. I've done an art fair before here, which was nice as well. But sometimes, you know, when your work is right up against someone else's and there's lots of work in the room, you know, it can be distracting and overwhelming a little bit. So, and also it takes sort of away. Yeah, it takes away the specialness. So you'll have an, a storefront, and you'll be able to hang your paintings in the window and on the walls. Absolutely, it's going to be like a, a gallery, really, wow. pretty much. Um, and I do have some quite large paintings that will be in there. Um, so I'm excited to show those. Um, most of them are on my Instagram, but obviously I, you really can't get the full effect until you see them in person. Yeah, that's what I think is really great about it. There's so much street traffic in the East Village. We just had the dog and cat film festivals there. And my goodness, mm-hmm. it's, it's as lively as, I don't know, Amsterdam. You just don't see other parts of New York with that level of really engaged people out full of energy and wearing fabulous outfits and just having a good time as well as neighborhood people. But some of them seem to have come from elsewhere to be in the really hip and cool and groovy East Village. I do hope that people listening will, if you're anywhere in New York City, 15, 16, 17 of December, if you'll go and have a look on my behalf, I wish I could be there, but Vermont's a bit of a hike because your paintings are just special have other artists um have you made connections with other artists is that something that is competitive or collegial um i definitely think it would be great to meet other artists doing the same thing as me um and i definitely intend to do that and i'm also giving a donation um from the show, whatever sales that I do make, however many, I'm going to give some sort of uh, donation to Muddy Paws Rescue in New York City. That's something I usually try to do when I do have an exhibition is give a portion to an animal rescue. So this this will sort of introduce my work to them as well and hopefully can work with them on some other things and, and also maybe help some other rescues and get to know some artists in that way who also participate in some of their events. Um, but I, you know, in the future, um, you know, who knows, I'd I'd like to get around the city a little bit, maybe doing, doing some dog portrait, uh, weekends at some places, maybe some cafes or dog shops. 
something like that. Um, Although you're much more of a fine artist than than the sketch (laughs) artist who sits on the sidewalk. Come on. Yeah. I mean, those people, I'm sure, are fine artists sometimes in their own way. But I I do think that kind of lowers the yeah. what I see as the artistic value of your work. It's it's pretty it's pretty dramatically great, and I think that doing little Thank sketches you. of people's dogs for twenty dollars may somehow not convey the the height of of skill and vision that you have. I wow, will definitely. Thank you so much. I it, of course I I will, I'm going to do a little blog that'll go along with this interview so that that people can see some images. And of course, you don't have to be in New York City to either buy one of the paintings or commission one. So those of you listening from all over the country, this is an amazing artist. I have not come across anyone like Heather LaHaye's before. So I'm very happy to meet you and very happy to bring your name and your work out to others. Heather, thank you for being here. I hope that you have a fabulous turnout and that you have lots of red dots on your paintings, which, of course, is the sign of a sold painting in a gallery. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Tracy, and I'll definitely keep in touch with you, and I appreciate everything that you said today. I hope you enjoyed the show. There were a few more special companies that make this show possible, and I hope you'll try their products because they support my mission to entertain you with valuable information and advice. This show is supported by Earth Animal, which is privately owned by Dr. Bob and Susan Goldstein, where they create holistic pet wellness products with an emphasis on their stewardship of the Pet Sustainability Coalition. Earth Animal makes a dazzling array of healing products for dogs and cats, as well as the innovative dog chew, No Hide, and the hybrid dry food, Wisdom, which is sometimes all that my picky Weimaraner Maisie will eat. The show is also brought to you in part by Evermore Pet Food, privately owned by two dedicated women who take human edible, ethically sourced ingredients to gently cook dog food that is then frozen in pouches and shipped right to your door. They founded and run their own company and answer to their own high standards without interference from venture capital investors. My dogs love it every single day.